Here's what's coming up on your horizon. I'm Rob McClendon. And I'm Blaine Singletary. Today on our first episode of Career Tech Horizon podcast, we're talking about origin stories. Stories about how someone got to do what they're doing today, sometimes making some major life changes in the process. We'll meet a man who became an HVAC professional and later an instructor. In both cases, he just wanted a little more out of life. I got to a point in my career where it wasn't challenging anymore. It was becoming a burden and I needed to be challenged with something different. I think when you get to a point in your life where you're like, okay, it's gotta be more than just this. And we'll meet a cosmetologist who didn't have a midlife crisis, but a midlife opportunity. I wasn't thinking about how much money I would make uh, per se when I initially got into it. It was really just about the, the daughters. But after you kind of learn it and you start seeing what's going on out here and, and all of the potential, it's incredible. And an Air Force veteran who became a family and consumer sciences teacher after he landed, and how he brought some of that same approach to the classroom. We don't hold back in here. That's why I love it. That's coming up today on Career Tech Horizon. Tech Horizon is brought to you by the Oklahoma Department of Career and Technology Education. Learn more at okcareertech.org. It's our first episode of Career Tech Horizon. So what better way to start than with the origin story? What is an origin story, you may be asking? In superhero movies, as well as the comics they're based on, the origin story is that epic tale about how a superhero came to be, how they got their powers, or why they decided to don the costume and save the day. Kal-El was sent from the dying planet Krypton to Earth and raised by an ordinary rural couple. After realizing just how extraordinary he was and the good he could do for the world, he became Superman. Bruce Wayne lost his parents when they were gunned down right in front of him. Many years later, after building his skills, became the Batman. And Peter Parker, after losing his Uncle Ben, carried his final words to him as a mantra as he became Spider-Man. With great power comes great responsibility. And while the many technical instructors and students' stories that you're going to hear today aren't nearly as dramatic as those... They are, nonetheless, inspiring. I got to a point in my career where it wasn't challenging anymore. I think when you get to a point in your life, you'd be like, okay, it's got to be more than just this. That's Travis Smith, an HVAC instructor at Metro Tech near Oklahoma City. But as for this origin story, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. HVAC, for those who don't know, stands for Heating, Ventilation, and Air Conditioning. It's what helps keep your home comfortable all year round. It's also probably one of those things you take for granted until it stops working. And that's where Travis's story begins. I had a guy come to my house one day and fix my furnace. And he was there about five minutes and charged about a hundred bucks. And and I was like, wow, that's pretty interesting, you know? Like, you know, that's, you know, five minutes, you know, 10, 15 minutes and it's a hundred bucks and you out of here? And then I thought about it, I said, you know, people want to be heated and cooled. Buildings got to be heated and cooled. 
And that's something I feel like that Travis wanted to provide people an essential service. At the time, Travis was in a dead-end job. He had dropped out of high school in 1993, and since then, he was afraid to give education another try. I just had a fear of it for some reason, and I don't understand why. I think just the shame of not graduating high school kind of brought shame. You failed at once. Yep, and that I'm not going to try it again. And I could have went back and got the credits. I was a couple credits short. It wasn't like I just didn't go to school. But I think it was a thing where fear just crept in and it just ruled me. But 10 years later, with the pressure to support his growing family, he realized it was time to get a little more out of life. It was just one of those things. I was just tired of where I was at. Uh, and what I was my job before was cleaning buildings, doing maintenance, stripping waxing floors. And I just wanted to make more money, I mean. <laughs> and so, after getting his GED, Travis enrolled at Middell Technology Center's HVAC program in 2003. While he overcame his fear and the challenges of education, the challenges of the professional world soon became apparent. Would you say you faced some barriers getting started? Yeah, I think I did. I think, you know, just because of what the industry had at the time was more of a, you know, it's who you know kind of industry, and I didn't know anybody. So I didn't have a resume. I didn't have uh, job skills, talking to people. Nobody never really, just nothing really helped me in that area. Uh, it, was, it was tough, uh, but anything worth any, having anything, it's not going to be easy. It's always a fight. This part of Travis's story is probably like others you've heard when it comes to getting into any industry. Even the most prepared hopefuls run into that chicken and egg scenario of a prospective employer requiring a certain amount of prior experience to get a job. But you can't get that on the job experience if you don't have a job. For HVAC apprentices, the key to steady employment means getting your journeyman's license which in Oklahoma means, aside from examinations and certifications, you need to have, in some cases, up to three years of experience. Getting there is not easy. As an apprentice, you're very expendable. Some weeks I didn't know if I was going to get a whole check or if I was going to get 40 hours that week or if I was going to get 10 hours that week. If it rained outside, I remember the, the, the owner of the company called me and said, we don't have, it's raining, you, we don't have nothing for you to do today. It's very, very tough when you got little ones, you know, to feed. And you, you kind of think, did I make the right decision? Did I get into the right field? So that's a pretty tough way to live. Uh, but my wife supported me in everything I did, and, and we just lived the best we could live with what we had. Travis says this story is typical for a lot of newly minted HVAC grads. And as they grow to become experienced veterans in the field, many forget those initial struggles. Hey, every, we call it paying dues. Everybody has to pay their dues uh, in any field. But that's not something Travis forgot about. After becoming a journeyman, he would help out his coworkers who were trying to achieve the same thing. When, when I worked with apprentices, I was there to teach them. And so I didn't make them feel bad uh, because they didn't know anything. But I was like, I can teach you how to do that if you got the right attitude and you're ready to work. I, I can teach you the skills. I've never compared myself to nobody else. I've never said I was better than nobody. I was the smartest. I just say, hey, I've, I've learned some things. That's what I tell people. Hey, I've learned some things. I'm not saying I know everything, but I've learned some stuff. Is that what drew you to become a teacher? Well, you know, the funny part is what drew me to become a teacher was my boss, the owner of the company that I worked for. And he said, you need to put in this application. I think you'd be a perfect fit for it. I had no idea of teaching. That wasn't 
one of my, that was not my goal, really. I mean, <laughs> I ended up getting a job and I worked two jobs. I worked for him during the day and then I worked there at night. And it was tough, but I learned a lot. And, and I think that's when I started getting a passion and, and the feeling that came with that was like, wow, you know, you really can help people. You can take some of the skills you learned and even some of your, the way you were treated, you can take that and spin it and make it positive. Even though somebody may have done you wrong or treated you bad, but you can spin it around and, and help the next uh, group of people. And it, it became not really a job. It really became like, I don't know, like a mission. I just like to see the students learn to something they didn't know. And it's just like the light bulb go off, like, oh, I didn't know that. I don't think there's no money that can pay for that. Today, Travis teaches in an expansive classroom at Moore Norman Technology Center. Really, only one part of it looks like a traditional classroom, and the rest is full of workstations, simulators, even a small yet full-scale house frame with all the proper heating and cooling hookups that students can practice on. What's also not typical is that these students all start at different times. So he tends to pair up the new ones with the more experienced ones. And that's kind of how things will be in the real world. Yes. You're going to work with a, a journeyman or a supervisor that's over you, and you're basically going to be your team. That's your, the guy you ride in the truck with every day. That's the guy you you know, talk about life about. It's just kind of, that's, so I try to create that same kind of atmosphere here where everybody helps each other. We're all a team. Some guys may pick up things a lot faster than others, but that's that's great. We, we need all those different types of uh, level learners. So if a guy's really good with his hands and a guy's really smart, I had teamed them, those guys up because they, they'll rub off on each other and they do help each other. Aside from the technical skills, there's also a big focus on soft skills. Things like how to build a resume, how to market yourself to an employer in an interview setting. This is so his students can more easily break down the barriers that he had to contend with just out of school. These barriers are especially prevalent for one of his students. My life is kind of, it's a little wild right now. I just recently had a son. Um, Andrew August is a single mother and recent graduate of Travis's class. And when we met with her, the job hunt was ongoing. I also have three other kids. So being a parent, being a student, and uh, being someone looking for a job that's a woman in an industry full of men has his own complications and stuff like that. Nedra joined up with the local unions to help in her search. And while she is making progress, it's been a hustle for sure. However, even just going through this program has helped turn things around from how they used to be. That was a difficult situation, and that's what kind of started me looking for something more than what I had, which was just a high school diploma. So trying to get out of that situation and um, do better for myself and them. So she started in a welding program and loved it. She still does, in fact but she had to drop out when she got pregnant with her third child due to health concerns. After she gave birth, she tried to re-enroll, but the class was full. That didn't stop her, however, from pursuing a technical career. I knew I didn't want to do, I guess, the typical woman's field. Never liked it. So I'm like, okay, let me find something else, non-traditional, something I can do to work with my hands and, you know, my skills. I went to um, my old welding teacher. He was like, you know, I asked him a couple of questions and he brought up HVAC. So I'm like, okay, I got to researching it and I'm like, okay, this is, this seems fun. 
as I, as I came to class, it was like, okay, I, I got more interested in it. It's complicated, but it's fun. It just seemed like a good fit. Yeah, it's hard and I like that because I don't, I don't want anything easy. I don't like easy work. When Nedra met Travis Smith, the two hit it off pretty quickly. As you can probably tell, the two have a similar story arc. Travis hadn't worked with a woman before, and Nedra was glad that he was willing to take her on just like anybody else, while also acknowledging where things might be a little different. You know, as much as I've had some type of background in doing manlier work, it's still, you know, stuff that I won't just catch on to. It's, he told me the ins and outs, like, hey, it's gonna be difficult sometimes, but if you need to be pushed, I'm here to push you. When she came into class, I looked at her just like she was any other student. But I did encourage her and, and tell her that just because there's not a lot of ladies in the industry uh, doesn't mean that there's not a place for you. And there's so many different parts of the industry that, that people can go into. You don't have to be do the physical labor part of it. Uh, but Nedra, she can handle herself, so I don't ever worry about it. That never crossed my mind. <laughs> I was more concerned. We first heard about Nedra and Travis's stories when they became two of 21 Oklahomans who won Making It Work awards earlier this year. And Making It Work really explains both of their stories. Despite hardships, both societal and personal, they're finding a way to success. And just as Travis paid it forward to Nedra, Nedra hopes that she can one day do the same. He moved past his, got through his, and now it's like my turn to, you know, give the courage to other women. Like, hey, not all of us want to be in a nursing or a desk or be at home. So, you know, if I, if I give somebody the ambition to do something different, I'll be happy. Since we met her, we're happy to report that Nedra got a job with Tradesman International a company that matches craftsmen and women with companies looking to complete short-term projects. She's now making progress to acquiring a journeyman's license. All right, thank you, Blaine. Now when we return, we meet an Oklahoman that's a cut above. around the clock, never slowing down. And for what? To get ahead? To matter? Yeah, we see you. So no matter your reason, keep striving, because there's pride in the hustle. The jobs of tomorrow aren't going to fill themselves. Career Tech. Keep striving. Visit us at okcareertech.org to learn more. To understand our next guest's origin, you need to look in more than a few places. Philip Gaines has worked as a music producer, business entrepreneur, and in the health industry. But it was the job of being a father that motivated him to take a new career path. Rob McClendon introduces us. Philip Gaines likes hair. I mean, I used to do it as a, as a youngster. But as an adult, his life took another path. Working in music and entertainment before settling into the pharmaceutical industry. But priorities? 
will they change? The challenges, of course, with, with getting my, my children's hair done was the main thing that was uh, of importance for me. And this father of? Four daughters, um, all of them with long hair. <laughs> you know, just the challenges of being able to afford all of that. It's, uh, it's really expensive, as you can imagine. Philip decided to go back to night school to learn cosmetology. It was a sacrifice. Um, I had a long conversation with, uh, with the girls and, and uh, I knew that was a two-year commitment and I knew that if I was going to do that, I wasn't going to be able to see them and be as active in their lives as I had previously been. So, yeah, that's a lot to ask, you know, of, of your children. And with his daughter's blessings, Philip enrolled in the evening cosmetology program at Moore Norman Technology Center. Cosmetology industry is always in demand. Everybody wants to look good. Lily Medeiros is Phillips cosmetology lead instructor and says her students run the gamut. People that come from all walks of life, uh, they come from right out of high school, they come from um, where they've been in industry for a really long time somewhere else and they just decided they wanted to change. Um, we have parents in here who are away from their kids all day. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of reasons that night school is important to have and um, they otherwise wouldn't have the opportunity to come back to school if we didn't offer it. So every morning, Philip would head to his pharmaceutical job, work a full day, drive 45 minutes to class, study there until past 10, and then do it all over again four days a week. <laughs> My days are trying, man. You know, I've been doing corporate America for so long, and it's just like the closer and closer I can get to being a licensed cosmetologist and, and just being able to, to clip the cord, if you will. It can't come fast enough. It's how it feels, you know. So Philip invested two years of his life studying everything from cutting to color even what it takes to do a pretty pedicure. You gotta get your feet massaged. It's not just gonna be, you got pretty nails at the end of it. You gotta get a, a, a foot massage. And it's that attitude that helped Philip succeed in class. He has accepted every challenge and has succeeded. He practices until he gets it. So it's, it's, he's been an awesome, awesome student to have in class and a good reminder of um, why I'm doing what I'm doing. We got to this one chapter, it was like about makeup, and you gotta know all these brushes and these tools that they use, you know, eyebrow pencil and lipstick. I don't know nothing about all that, but it was fun trying it. It was great uh, seeing the results at the end of it. And uh, yeah, if I had to do all of it again, I'd do it again, man. I'd try hard. But of all the things Philip learned, he says the most important lesson was about himself. I, I've always been a hugely creative person. But it used to be music, that was like my everything. I remember sell, you know, thinking about selling my car before I was sold a piece of my music equipment. It was crazy. But that was, that was how vested I was in what I was doing. That was how serious I was about it and how much I loved it, how, how passionate I was about it. This is how this is becoming for me, doing you know, the behind the chair thing. It's, it's turning into that. It's like, you know, just the whole falling in love thing. Like, you don't expect anybody to tell you that. You just know it, you know? You just feel it inside. That's what this is turn it's becoming for me. I think about it all the time. Chill,
It's Friday night at Philip Gaines' house. The music's up and his youngest daughter is getting her hair done. Like, I've never had my hair shaved before, so it's pretty cool. Meet Sydney Gaines, a freshman in high school. Sydney wants something stylish, but still quick and easy. I want to touch your head. I want the top of it right there. Perfect. Thank you. Now, this young lady right here, since we're talking about hair and all of that, um, this one right here is not a big fan of what we're doing right now. She's not necessarily a girly girl, if you will. She's always open to different things. So, you know, she'll be able to look cute. And while being able to save money and spend quality time with his daughters was Philip's original goal. His cosmetology training led to a change in careers. Cosmetology, that, that has uh, really reshaped a lot of my thinking and it has given me a second breath of fresh air that I didn't think I would get in my age. So I'm, I'm grateful for it. it. It has really, really changed my life, uh, my girls, and this is just something that I don't think I would have been able to do at just any school. This was all because of more normal. And the music we're listening to, Blaine, that's one of Philip's own compositions. Seems like a talented guy. He really sort of is a renaissance man. Started off in the music and entertainment industry, gets married, has some kids, moves into oil and gas, then works for state government for a while, spends over a decade in the pharmaceutical side of healthcare, and then at 45 decides, man, my daughters are spending way too much on their hair. I bet you I could do that. And then wound up going back to school. And for me, Blaine, that's really the takeaway here. I remember when I was still in my 20s, someone in my family decided to change careers and go back to school. And in that inexperience of youth, I said to her, you know how old you'll be in three years? And she looked me right in the eye and said, you know how old I'll be in three years if I don't go back to school? And that's always stuck with me, Blaine. In fact, I told that same story to Philip, and he said he could not agree more. Well, thank you, Rob. Now, when we return, we meet an Air Force veteran who traded in his wings for a whisk. Career Tech Horizon is brought to you by Career Tech. Keep striving. This class has given me a good start, especially with stuff that I've done. I came into this class, I didn't know how to swing a hammer. It's fun to watch like the progress go so fast, you know, like go from not knowing how to do it to remembering how to do it next time. If I had advice for another student, it would be, it's a lot of hard work and you just have to make sure and apply yourself. Just expect to work hard when you get here, so when you leave, you're best prepared to start your career. Visit us at okcareertech.org to learn more. This is the Career Tech Horizon podcast. That still sounds cool to say, doesn't it? See, our origin story was that we were a show on public television. You may know us as Oklahoma Horizon. We went off the air a couple of years ago, but now we're back. After many months of transformation, we are reborn as a podcast. To speak frankly, I for one am looking forward to all the new ways this platform will allow us to directly connect with you, the listener. So thanks again for listening. Now for our last origin story, we're going to need to fire up the stove. 
It's cooking time in this family and consumer sciences class at Choctaw Middle School. I selected a recipe, a very, very basic recipe. It's a skillet ramen noodle dish. That's instructor Richard Boone. And yes, ramen noodles may seem like one of the most effortless things to cook. Now, as soon as I tell the students we're cooking ramen noodles, they're like, oh, no, not. I know how to cook ramen noodles, Mr. Boone. Why are you going to show me how to boil some water? Well, I show them this recipe because it's different. We toast the noodles, and then we start adding the seasoning and the water, and then we also add vegetables, frozen peas and carrots. This style of taking something traditional and finding new and different ways to accomplish it is the way many things are done in this class. We don't hold back in here. That's why I love it. And perhaps the best example of that is the teacher himself. Traditionally, there are not a lot of male facts teachers, and fewer come from the military. Boone was enlisted in the Air Force as an evaluator and flight engineer. But while his path here might not have been the most conventional, the things he teaches are. That's what I did in the military, teaching young airmen, you know, some values, everything. But I felt like if I get into probably about the middle school, you can actually have an impact and start teaching those values they need to know for the future. And so Boone became a member of Troops to Teachers, a program which gives veterans like him financial assistance, counseling, and guidance to help bridge the gap between serving his country and serving his students. Boone says those skills he learned in the military translate well into running a classroom. I think a lot of it is the, uh, the management of of individuals, of students. How do you uh, control a group? How do you get them to respond to you? How do you get up in front of them and speak? And once that connection with the students is made, then you can get to teaching them the important stuff. Uh, ethics, values, uh, decision-making, and we get into basic sewing needs, cooking, finance. That's what crushes most people. We talk about what a difference between a credit card and a debit card how to fill out a check. And lastly, we get into like careers and being prepared for a job interview, how to go out and buy a used car. While it may seem like the ordinary basics of life, Boone says he's seen an impact on these kids' lives, even when just teaching them how to sew on a button. And we were going through it and we're sewing it on and these kids are like, hey, Mr. Boone, is this how I do it correct and everything? And at the end of the day, they finally get on one button and they are just ecstatic and then they have to sew in like five buttons and they just start whipping them out and, and they're going and I say, okay, here you go. You can take this little piece of cloth and show your parents or you can just cut off the buttons and give them back to me. Almost every student, they take it home. They're so proud they want to show their parents. They're very, very excited. Just the basics of sewing. Richard Boone has only been at this for a couple of years, but he wants to stick with it to broaden his unique impact on students for many years to come. <laughs> a lot of them, they may not see the real impact of the knowledge that I'm trying to make sure they have when they leave. Um, and hopefully, if I teach for quite a while, they'll come back and they can give me some good feedback that, hey, no kidding, I did need this. And they start getting on the right track and they come back and thank you. I love that part of it. Before we end today's show, we want to hear from you. What's your origin story? How did you get to where you are today? You can let us know by posting and following us on Twitter at CT underscore Horizon. Or on Facebook, just search for CT Horizon. And thank you all so very much for tuning in. 
If you like our new show, consider leaving a rating or review on the app or website you're listening to us on. Also, share this episode with a friend, or several friends, and we'll catch all of you in the next episode. Speaking of... In many cases, the first step to turning a life around is getting a high school diploma. But that first step can be daunting, especially when you're on your own. The anxiety of being in a classroom full of people that are just out of high school really scared me. But when I started coming to school, it wasn't like that at all. I actually had classmates that were my same age and older. So it was really refreshing to be around people that were struggling the same way I was. Next time on Career Tech Horizon, it takes a community. Stories that show it's never too late to get back up again with a little help from your friends. Career Tech Horizon is a production of the Oklahoma Department of Career and Technology Education and is produced by me, Blaine Singletary. And me, Rob McClendon. With additional help from Connie Romans. We'll see you next time on Your Horizon.